Welcome to Brazen Education with Educator Barnes, a podcast with a focus on speaking your truth, being transparent to help others, and having no shame about it. Because we can't move forward until the truth is known. Hey, it's Educator Barnes here, and today I'm going to talk about teaching with an open classroom. Many times educators forget that they are servants first. Their job is to serve the students, families, community. But for some reason, there's this segment, fragment, I don't know, percentage of educators who take the saying, just let me teach the wrong way. And there's bumper stickers, t-shirts of that phrase. And the sentiment is like, there's just too much going on. There's too many regulations. Just let me go do my job. And I agree with that. I think we don't trust teachers to be the professionals that they should be. And that we are putting too much on them. But some people take it too far. They take it to the fact that they should be able to do whatever, whenever, no questions asked. They don't even want families in their classroom. They don't want other teachers observing in their classroom. They just want to shut the door and do whatever. And that's where I have a problem. This is my 14th year as an educator. And I've been an English teacher for the majority of my career. I've also been an English language learner teacher. I've been a school librarian. I've been a coach and now I am an administrator. And I evaluate middle school English teachers, middle school social studies teachers, and I evaluate art. And when you think about a person being evaluated or being observed, it's like, There's two ways to do it. You can schedule in advance or you can just pop in. And I want teachers to get comfortable with the notion of the pop in. And not just from like the person who's evaluating you. Sidebar here. If you're an evaluator, and I'll probably do a whole podcast about this. The evaluation shouldn't ever be a surprise. You should have so much contact with your teachers that the evaluation is just a continuation of your conversation that you've been having all school year long. It shouldn't be a uh, box that you're going to check. It should be meaningful. So back to the pop-in. Your classroom should be an open door. Any stakeholder should be able to come in. Um, That could be a parent of that child, a guardian. It could be... uh, a community partner could be teachers from another school in the district or if you're a charter school, maybe that network. But for some reason, you have these teachers that don't want to be held accountable. They don't want people to see what they're doing. When I was a teacher, I had an open door policy. That meant that uh, my colleagues, if they wanted to observe me, they could come in. If parents wanted to observe what's happening, they could come in grandparents. I had a few grandparents, strong grandparents that love to come in and see about their grandchildren. I've had a community partner, a couple of community partners come in and see what I'm doing. 
The bottom line is schools are funded a lot through taxpayer dollars. And just like in Indiana, there's all these memes out here. Um, One of my favorites is the one of the moon. (laughs) Uh, All the craters in the moon being compared to our rocky streets (laughs) here in Indianapolis. So just like me as a taxpayer can gripe and complain about how bad the roads are um, in in Annapolis. And I will say that all of a sudden, all of our roads are getting fixed. May have something to do with election time. Um, And another sidebar, I mean, if we're gonna fix the roads, why are you gonna fix all the roads at the same time? Just annoying. I'm just tired of all these delays and being late. Not being late, but just having to get up extra early not to be late. But if I, as a taxpayer, have the right to come out and question, demand change over my roads, don't you think I should be able to be involved and have that same level of engagement with something even more important than our streets? Our children. And I think about um, Chris Stewart, um, who goes by Citizen Education. Uh, He's been talking a lot about how are the children. And for some reason, some teachers don't want us to know how the children are in their classrooms. They don't want to be asked questions. They don't want to be emailed. They don't want to be observed. They don't want to meet with parents. They just don't want to do anything that will cause them to have to change something that they're doing. And I find that problematic. Even if you become teacher of the year or at your school or the teacher of your state, or even you get teacher of the United States, right? I still don't feel like you have arrived. I still feel like even right before you retire, there's probably something you could have grown in or something you could have done a little bit better. And so this is why I'm saying you need open classroom because you need that feedback. You need someone to be like, hmm, that's why my kid is doing this because when you did this, this is what triggered this response. And that's the insight that you need. I mean, every school year is a different school year. There have been school years where it's been rough. I'm just like, whoo, what was in the water that year? You know, there's been some school years that's been excellent. But the school years where it was rough, it's like, I'm trying to get as much feedback as I can. And heck, on the other side, if I'm a teacher, I want to get into other classrooms. And then you have people who don't want you to come now. They don't want to come off like not being compliant or a team player. So, you know, you'll send an email and say, hey, can I come in and observe during such and such time? Either A, don't get back to you or B, they're always busy or C, well, if you want to come and see this, it's not going to be really good. You know, and it's like I'm reaching out to you because you're good. So now you're just stalling and you don't want anybody in your room, which is so disappointing because on the flip side, If I come into a classroom as a parent, right, and everything's going great, that's a parent that can go out and sing your praises. And so people think about, forget about the other side, because we really need to, to uplift our schools. We really need to change the narrative in education. Sometimes there's so much focus on all the negative that we don't focus on the positive. And for someone to tell you about the positive things that are happening in your classroom, you've got to have a door open for people to be able to come in. And so there are reasons why people don't want 
anyone to come in. Uh, I believe the number one reason is they just want to do whatever the hell they want to do. I mean, <laughs> and that could be, um, I don't want to follow the lesson plan or I don't want to get up and walk around and aggressively monitor, you know, the learning that's happening in my classroom or I just want to sh- uh, show a movie or things are so out of control. I don't know what to do and I don't want you to see my hot mess. And if you're in any of those situations, you are like one of the number one people that needs to be seen. Your instruction needs to be improved. And I want more schools and more teachers to be willing to have that open door. I operate in education for two lenses. I operate from the educator lens and I operate from the parent lens. And because I am a teacher, I know how valuable it is to have input. I also know that it's valuable to have an open door policy. And that's why I've always had one as an, uh, when I was a teacher, I always had that policy because you can talk to a parent or a guardian to your blue in the face about something, but sometimes they just need to see it. And I guarantee you, yeah, you could say that the class may pull on the horse and pony show and be a little bit different. But I'll tell you, like time and time again, I've had parents who observe and their kid is just, they don't know how to play the game. So they're just being themselves and getting themselves in trouble and their parent can see what the issue is. Or it's evident to the parent that this kid has never been paying attention. So when they're actually trying to fake it for their parent, it's clear that they don't even know the procedures or what's going on. So either way, it's, it's helpful. But the most important thing, if these tax dollars are going to pay for these schools, I don't understand how some teachers feel like they even have the right to be like, oh, you can't come into my classroom. Oh, you can't say nothing to me. And if you're an educator that feels like your classroom is so secretive, it's so sacred, it's so extra special that no one can come in and and say anything to you, no one can see what's going on in your classroom, I don't think you should have a classroom. I think classrooms should have open door policies. I think that, you know, if you're evaluated wanting to videotape what was going on in there, that that should be okay with you. And granted, if anything's being videotaped, I think you should have the right to to view the videotape. And I, um, when I coach teachers, I love to do video protocols and videotape what they were doing because sometimes you can't see yourself like you think something's going bad and then you watch it like oh it's not going bad or you thought something was going great and you're like oh that whole section of the class talked the whole entire time while I was teaching my lesson but the way I was standing over here there was no way I could ever see it and so those kids did not do what they were supposed to do if you're an educator out there and you're wondering how can you work through Someone coming into your room, my number one rule for myself is that I don't do anything differently regardless of who walks in the room. And I've had a superintendent walk in while I was teaching. I had district level um, coaches uh, walk in while I was teaching. I had principals, assistant principals. I've had up to 10 people in my room while I was teaching. And I commit to I'm going to do what I'm going to do. So if somebody walks in and, and, I, and principals, you ask any principal, they'll tell you. I am not a teacher that's about to hop up on my feet because you walk into my room. If my behind is in a chair because I'm doing something, that's where my behind is going to be. I'm not going to put on a show for you. If it's I'm sitting down, 
and I'm talking to a student and I'm conversing with them because there are some schools where, you know, they expect the teachers to be up and on their feet and all that stuff. And I've worked in schools like that. But even in those schools, I'm not hopping up and putting on the show for you. I'm just not about to do it. And I make it very clear to administrators. I'm just not that teacher. So if you're looking for that person, uh, Shantae isn't it. Um, so I just continue to do what I'm going to do because on the other hand, if you're putting on a show, you're getting feedback for your show. You're not getting feedback for what you're actually doing. And you don't want feedback for your show. You want feedback for what you're actually doing. And you have to be open to feedback. Sometimes people don't want people in their room because they don't want to hear the feedback. It's like, you know, something is crappy, but you're not willing to change it. And that's the truth. Like there's some crappy teaching going on. And I'm just going to go out on a limb. It's like, you kind of know it's crappy. You have to know it's crappy because the kid's not learning anything or they're barely learning something. And all you're doing is teaching and reteaching, teaching and reteaching, teaching and reteaching. And you're reteaching so much because you couldn't land the, the plane the first time when you, you sat there and taught. But instead of being willing to be like, hey, there's something about my instruction I need to change. You just want to be put the wall up and be like, no. Don't come in here. Don't say nothing to me. This is my classroom. Uh, Go away. And that's not the answer. That does not help kids. So number one, just keep doing what you're doing. Number two, make sure you have your stuff together. You don't have to pull on the show if you have your stuff together. So make sure every day you're doing your job like you're supposed to. You know what you're going to teach. You know what you're going to do. That's another way to lower your anxiety or your worry about people coming into your classroom and then be open to have uh, number three, be open to have a conversation afterwards. It doesn't have to be this punitive thing. If people are coming through your classroom, it could be an opportunity for growth. So say, hey, um, if a parent sits in your classroom, say reach out to them and say, hey, you know, would you like to I would love to uh, pick your mind or chat with you about you coming in today or if uh I don't know, some type of consultant to your school comes through, you know, reach out and say, hey, uh, I would love to hear your thoughts about your visit today. Because many times you have all these people that come through and you never know what they're they're thinking. Like, and, and some of these people, especially some of these district people that haven't been in the classroom so long and they come through, they just kind of got a, a, a stone face and you can't even and, and read them. And even though some people have been in the classroom a long time. You know, they still may be able to give you some valuable information or give you some of this little basic insight or give you some encouragement to say, keep up the great work. If you are an educator, so I'm going to close with this. If you're an educator that hates people in your room, I really want you to think about why that is. Why don't you want people in in your classroom and think about. What are the pros and the cons to that? Because I'm asserting that there's more cons of to not wanting people in your classroom um, than there are pros. And then think about what you can do to get over it. If it's planning better, if it's like um, one of the things I used to do, because uh, I, I got nervous earlier in my career, I would videotape myself. I had a mentor that mentioned that. So I would videotape myself a, a couple times a quarter and watch it back and see what I was doing uh and see what the students were doing because it's interesting how students behave when the video camera is on versus when it's not on and that helped give me a little bit more confidence of like hey this is what i need to do i don't need to worry about who's in here and then just keep it real i had a um i had a parent in one time and my lesson was bombing and i was just like you know what guys this isn't working let me just stop scrap this let me do it this way and 
People just love to see your transparency because that's real life. If I would have sat there and stood up there and struggled through something that clearly wasn't working, everybody was scratching their heads, then it would seem like I'm not a professional because a professional wouldn't continue to do something that's not working. A professional would stop and readjust. And that's what teachers are supposed to do. So I know um, I've been gone for two weeks. I was just enjoying fall break, but I'll be back um, every week with my podcast talking about education because education is being talked about a lot lately, especially when it comes to politics. Um, Elizabeth Warren wrote out her plan. I have some opinions about that. I may talk about that on one of the podcasts or I may write about it. So you'll just have to stay tuned. But I appreciate you guys rolling with me despite my break. And I will uh, have some thoughts to share with you next week. Till next time.